The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. We're back grading two-star pitchers as we hit the stretch run on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Welcome to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. I'm Clay Link, back with Todd Zola, FSWA Hall of Famer. Great to be back with you, Todd. Uh, seems like the world, the baseball world, has shifted completely since the last time we spoke. Uh, but good to be back with you, man. Uh, how are the past couple weeks for you? Well, those that are watching can say certainly say I haven't gotten a whole lot of sun. The, the the paciness of my arms is uh, you're you're the smart one. I should hunch down like you know. And get well, I got up. burnt. So. Oh, all right, all right. That's I, right. I always forget that I can't wear like the normal amount of sunscreen or just go a couple hours without sunscreen. You're yeah. Isn't, I get burnt a lot. Aren't you know your type? Isn't in order you're supposed to go to the bars to protect from the sun. Isn't that what is you know? Not you're not. Was it mostly outside of the ball game or? Yeah, it was. Uh, I was at Great American Ballpark last Thursday, Friday, and it was a great time. I'm just a knucklehead and forgot to lather up. Well, we'll have to re- have That's to remember all. to lather up in uh, Arizona when we hit the AFL <laughs> yeah. in a couple uh, in a couple months. Actually, it's bad it's, if I uh, forgot it's almost what three months from today, pretty much. I think so. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. Wild man, I uh, I still need to go about booking everything. But you're gonna be there. I, I yeah, I have to book as well. I may have missed out on a couple of flights that I should have booked early, but I wasn't sure when I was gonna stay, uh, where I was gonna stay, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> but um, maybe I've got some uh, whatever coupons, whatever it is, rebates from whichever trip it was that was canceled. I guess it was a Florida trip, right? Yeah, this past Florida <laughs> trip. So I have the, the I was able to you know, I have some vouchers, but the airlines aren't the airlines. At least they're not offering the uh, the flights at my time for the Arizona trip. So I'll, I'll have a chance to use them. It's no big deal. Well, we hope to see you there. And if you're listening and you haven't made it, hope to see you out there as well. It's a lot of fun and you know good camaraderie and. Awesome to see some young prospects out there. We've seen really the cream of the crop out there over the past decade or so. Decade. Every well, decade. I've been going for about a decade. You've been going for what twenty years? I saw. I saw Albert. My first year was Albert Pujols. Wow. The uh, this the, the fall before his rookie season. So that's yeah, awesome. you saw Harper little... and Trout there. I think that Harper, was like a year, a year before I started. We've seen nice. We've seen everybody. So yeah, it's been a blast. Yeah, that's that's the warning. If you if you're gonna go, be prepared to go every year. That's the mm-hmm. thing. You know, don't jam. I'll go this year. No, no, no. It's like a Lay's potato chip. You, you once you start going, you're just gonna go and you're gonna go and you're gonna have more fun and you're gonna make more. If, if making friends and having fun and getting to know people and getting to be a better baseball player, if that's not of interest to you, don't go. It's just yeah. it's, it's it's fantastic. It is great, and tip of the cap to all the great people at Baseball HQ who put on the first pitch for them, and obviously the games are outstanding, and the Fall League is just a blast. It's, yep, yep. got to yep, get yep. to the Fall League if you haven't been. 
Well, we're going to continue doing our two-star thing, um, of course, but I wanted to just throw some names at you for, for from last night's stake league pickups. Uh, James Caprillion's been pitching really well. I had a bid on him. Didn't get him. He went for $9 here, but uh, I didn't realize quite how well James Caprillion had been pitching. I guess that's just kind of a tree-in-the-forest situation with uh, Oakland. It's hard to uh, keep tabs on that. Right, well, and there's, some on risk, that there's some risk there, and you can't bank on the strikeouts, and you can't bank on the wins. Yeah. But – he, he is pitching well. So, you know, and in, in, in that park, it's always worth taking a chance, especially because sometimes he's pitching in Texas, which is fine as well. So, yeah, in, in, in Angel Stadium. So, you know, within the division, all right, Houston's tough and Seattle's tough, but there's, there'll be times to use them. Absolutely. Lars Newtbar is the guy I had a bid in on. I got him in one league, but did not get him here. He went for five. I think I had maybe a buck or two on him. Um, it looks like he's going to be playing a lot. I had a, I think like a walk-off hit the other day and, uh, they did not get Juan Soto, of course, the Cardinals. So it looks like Lars Newtbar, one of the great names in the game. Speaking we'll of AFL. Yeah, it was, he was an AFL guy. Yeah, he was raking. Yeah, I yeah. literally, literally, as you were setting up, I was writing about Lars Newtbar in, in, in the Todd stakes that hopefully will go up a little bit later today. Part of the reason the Cardinals felt comfortable dealing Harrison Bader was Lars Nupar's play, offensively and defensively. He's been playing a solid right field, allowing Dylan Carlson to play some center, and he's been contributing with the bat. So, um, sure, you you also picked up a really good pitcher, but I think Nupar has a little something-something, and you're right, he's going to play. He'll bet ninth versus lefties, but he's going to play every day. By the way, a guy who's already stashed in this league, but I grabbed him. Uh, I'm only in one first come first serve league, Todd. But I it was an yeah. NL only, where I needed a third baseman, and I got Miguel Vargas. So I was, that was like maybe my biggest fist pump of the year as far as a uh, pickup goes. I mean, I don't know how much he's going to play. He was out of the lineup yesterday, but I think they should turn him loose now that he's on the forty man and see what see what the kid's made of. But uh, is he going to be a top priority for you like he is me this weekend? I don't know about top priority. Just no. I don't know how much he's going to play either because Joey Gallo is going to play. I know they're not the same position, yeah. but Joey Gallo is going to be playing. I don't know how many bats they can get in there. I think I have Vargas on at least one DC team, um, mainly because uh, you know of, of, of Turner, uh, Justin Turner's health potential mm-hmm. of, of not being good. So yeah, no, that's interesting. I also, I mean, I have Edward Rios, who I believe is on rehab as well. So the Dodgers have the luxury of playing around a bit, maximizing their playoff type roster. Although I haven't checked yet today of Clay, the the results on Clayton Kershaw, but that's a little disheartening that he left last night's start with a with a balky back. Yeah, that's a potential issue for the Dodgers. I just, you know, you're. Uh... Tout table question this week. Finally got a chance to jump in on those. Apologies, I've been kind of MIA, but I know, you know, get around to it eventually. But uh, I just thought that with the Padres kind of putting the heat on the Dodgers a little bit, I know they're probably not going to track them down in the division this year, but, you know, suddenly it looks like the back end of that Dodgers order, maybe the back end of that rotation, maybe leaves them a little susceptible. So that's why I kind of think they want to, I know Chris Taylor's back soon too, but I think they'd be wise to see what Miguel Fargus can do. He's a right-handed bat, which I think limits what you'll do in this scenario, even if he's in a platoon. But I, I think they do need to give him a look. Uh, but I, I don't know. I think in an NL only, maybe he provides something. But I'm not going to – I'm not, he's not the guy that if I have, I'm, I'm not, he, to answer your question, he's not a priority, but that takes nothing away from what I feel his long-term contributions will be. Again, he was stashed in the Rotowire Stake League, yeah, so he was not yeah. picked up last night, but I will be looking to maybe add him. Uh, I do want to monitor his playing time, but the fact that they added him to the 40, man, I just don't see him, you know, they could always option him, but I just think, why would they make that move if they didn't have a plan to uh, turn him loose? Uh, Oscar Gonzalez of Cleveland was actually my top priority. I had him for two. He went for three, so I didn't get him either. But uh, you know, they sent down Fran Mil Reyes finally. Finally yep. pulled that plug. And 
Uh, Oscar Gonzalez showed a fair amount. So uh, I don't know if he's going to be a huge needle mover, but I think he's going to be a viable bat for Cleveland and for yep. fantasy managers. No, I agree. Uh, he's going to play. He showed enough before he got hurt. He can flash a little power. He's one of the. I mean, this. I, I, yeah, of course, there's something wrong with this, but a lot of young players. He maybe gets overmatched by the star pitching, but can hang hang in there against lesser pitching. But I think you can say that about almost all the league except the studs. So I'm not all that concerned, and I think he should develop. So I was just, I was just thinking you were talking telling you this is the stake league. I don't know if you saw Alyssa's post about the stake league in football where they, they had their meal. I didn't they, see that, but did Liz do his normal thing where he orders like crab legs for an appetizer? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. and I mean, he ordered a second steak because his first steak wasn't quite good enough. Um, I What I realized was I'm kind of glad that I'm on the outskirts and not invited because I can't afford to be an eater or a non-eater. Well, Liz isn't in this league. Um, <laughs> and I think the, the people in our league do do that some – you know, they'll order a bottle of wine or something, but it's usually like, you know, a couple hundred bucks. It's not well, of course, in, in, in Liz's in Liz's manner, he's saying he's doing it to make sure that the lesser lights of the league continue to play hard so they don't have to be it's it's like a lesson. He's doing it purposely to keep the the content to keep the content to keep the level of play up at its best. Yeah, that's why you're doing that. it. That's why you're doing it, Chris. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, it. Yeah, that's why. Nah, I thought it was great. Yeah. They had a great time. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. Um, but it like is I a lot said, of fun because it keeps everybody in it for a long time. Nobody yeah. wants to finish bottom half of the standings. Yeah, but my bank account can't afford to be a a, a buyer. And my uh, my cholesterol, well, not my cholesterol account, but my, sh- my sugar and everything else account can't afford to be an eater. Danny Jimenez picked up for two. Do you have a favorite to close there? I know Puck got another save. Well, or are you just kind of ignoring it? Uh, no, I'm not ignoring it. I actually wrote about this too in Todd's take. Zach Jackson was, was, got the save on Wednesday night, clean inning or close to cleaning, and was called upon Thursday as well, but, but failed. And Puck came in for the second time of his three saves of the, like the one-out mop-up variety. But it was interesting that Zach Jackson – got the first two, uh, you know, sort of normal opportunities. I do think that Puck eventually will use the role if he hasn't already. But, um, yeah, it was interesting that Jackson got the first two chances post-Trevino heading to New York. Cutter Crawford for two. And as I was looking at uh, most recent stats, he was popping up really highly. What have you seen as a Red Sox guy with your own two eyes on Cutter Crawford? Uh, I mean – he pitched it over his head much the way that Ivaldi did and Pavetta did. Not so much Ivaldi, Pavetta and Wacker earlier in the year. Maybe, maybe he's better than you know the pedigree, um, but you know he's a little over his head. But right now he's doing the job. I picked him up in NAL only league. Um, I, he's doing the job. He's going to start. It looks like the Sox are going to go six man at least short term. We'll see. You know if Crawford and or uh, Winkowski are pitching for their you know, for their rotation spot, but who's to say someone doesn't get hurt as well. But yeah, I don't, I, I like Crawford. Uh, Jake Junis was a James Anderson pickup for a buck. That could be kind of sneaky. Uh, Brian De La Cruz for a buck, Justin Steele for a buck. Mitch Keller has been pitching. All right. Bubba Thompson called up for Texas. I'm a little skeptical, but we'll see. And Jonathan Hernandez got another save for Texas last night. So it looks like he's the, the man there in Texas to close. Yeah, I have. No, I'm actually writing up the Texas game now, so I have not. I was not aware, but now that I am aware, I'll have to note Jonathan Hernandez's save in the uh, in the Todd stakes. That, like I said, knock on wood, will come out in a little bit. Yeah, he's got two uh, saves since July 31st, so he hasn't pitched a whole lot this year. But the fact that he's already uh, notched a couple saves, two in his last three appearances, does look like he's. Uh, the man, I kind of like Dennis Santana, but then he fell apart and now he's on the IL. So, and the Brett Martin experiment didn't last. Yeah, long. obviously Bush is gone. Uh, Joe Barlow, who lost the job, is back maybe as early as today hmm. from uh, he's from rehabbing injury. at AAA right now. Yeah, could even be activated today or at least over the weekend. 
Um, we'll see if he gets another shot. But with, like you said, with Hernandez sealing the deal a couple of times, Barlow may have to wait a little bit. He was a pretty low priority, but I had a bunch of $0 bids, so it makes sense. I had some dead weight on my roster to drop in Jack Sawinski, so I added Andres Munoz, who's just a, you know excellent reliever who, if I have to plug him in. You know, got a couple of saves, got a couple of wins. Skilled, yeah. Highly skilled pitcher, yeah. Yeah, a couple of saves, a couple of wins would be closing for, what, half the teams in the league. Yeah, he's nasty. And, you know, actually, as good as uh, Seawald has been, he hasn't quite as dominant lately so you never know uh jared kelnick you know when the uh by the way i haven't done this show in kind of feel uh, three weeks so um i didn't really go over the rush of emotions during trade deadline as a reds fan when they traded uh luis castillo i thought man i bet they're getting kelnick back as it's like a secondary piece and i wasn't really thrilled about it i have fallen on kelnick i was high on him last year i admit but the evidence is mounting that he just may not be that good. So I was kind of relieved when he wasn't in that deal. Uh, back with the Mariners, though, now. Any reason to uh, pounce on Jared Kelnick? Other than that he, you know, I think it's still too early to give up on him. Other than that, yeah. I mean. And their that, outfit that, is that, ravaged. That's, you know, that's it. That's that's the reason. I, I don't know. I think he was slow down in the farm but began to pick it up lately. So, yeah, I think there's reason. I don't know if I want him if I'm maintaining a first-place team. But if I need fire, lightning in a bottle, I think I want him. But you're talking about the prospects. You've got to be a little happy that Marte was included, right? Oh, I was pumped, yeah. Noel V. Marte and Edwin Arroyo I'm pretty pretty pumped on. And then the return for Mally was supposedly pretty good. I mean – Half of those guys will bust, as I was saying with James on Wednesday, but uh, just great to have more chips at the table. Right. The spaghetti method. You see what sticks. Yeah. Right. And, and you know, you're not expecting all of them to hit, but if one or two do, it's a it's a plus. And you know, Marte I have on a couple of um, dynasty keeper type scenarios, and I like the park upgrade, that's for sure. Yeah, I have him in Derek Van Riper's Maki League. No LV Marte, so it was a nice little... Uh, move and yeah, it was a, it's an exciting time because you know football fever is taking over in Cincinnati. But when I was there, I still got the sense that you know the love is still there for baseball in Reds country, and it'll be oh, fun. It'll always, it, it, it's around. it's a baseball town first. <laughs> Since I mean Joe Burrow and etc. They 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 the Red the Reds the Bengals have well you know Super Bowl runner up. They have a solid team, so of course there's going to be football enthusiasm. But it will always be a baseball first town. Yeah, the oldest or the first professional baseball team. Right. Cincinnati Reds. It's a and shame that is. they it's a shame that they don't continue to play the very first game. That, that was it the is. reason they that was, you know. it should be although aren't they doing the Field of Dreams game this week? Yeah. The Cub you know, the Cubbies. It should be kind of fun. Yeah. Teams stripped down, but it should be kind of fun. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. Yep. And uh yeah, the when I was there, there was a Bengals open practice that drew like twenty eight thousand people, which is uh, you know. Did the you try Saturday, out? the Friday? <laughs> the Friday game I went to drew a pretty good crowd at Great American, but that was like twenty three thousand people. So they're out throwing the Reds for that's an open nuts. practice. That's nuts. Yeah, that's nuts. Um, anyway, yeah. But there, it is still the passion for baseball is still there. So it should oh be yeah, fun of course, of course. When it turns around, well, let's get into our two star grades. After this quick word from our Blue Wire sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. All right, we are back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. Clay Link here with FSWA Hall of Famer Todd Zola. And looking ahead the next week. Two-star pitcher grades. I got the uh, Google Doc queued up, so I'll be tracking our grades here. The week of April, uh, August 8th. And uh, you kind of alluded to it, Todd. doesn't look like it's a very ripe crop. It's terrible. What a crop. There are two doubleheaders, and there's still only 91 games. (laughs) It's just – it's the average is 94 or 5. Uh, so yeah, you were going to find it to be not all that enticing this week. So maybe, maybe we should have, you should have taken a different week off and, and, you know, and let, who do I have Justin Mason and Jason Collette fill in this week. But, um, yeah, yeah I got shout out to those guys, by the way, for filling yeah. in. They did a great job. Justin was great. Cause he would be talking part Palooza, uh, upcoming that weekend. And then as I call Jason, he's the Ben Zobrist of, of Rotowire does a little bit of everything and everything he does, he does well. So, uh, you know, that's that's what Ben Zobras was like. Yeah, he's like peak Ben Zobras, but stretched out <laughs> over like, you know, 30 years or whatever. But, yeah, he's – those guys did a great job. And I don't know if he's listening. I kind of doubt it. But uh, apologies to Justin Mason. You know, the pot of Palooza, I wanted to be a part of it, but it's just so much was going on that week. The MLB draft, yeah. I was filling in on XM on uh, right f- football shows. So apologies to him. I, I thought that was a great cause. But anyway, given the crop here this week, I'm going to say Zach Gallon's probably going to be one of the highly highest rated two star pitchers. He does have to go to Colorado though, but I'm still going to give Gallon a four. I don't. I'm going to give him a four, but you're right. You know, it's it's, you know, yeah. This is not a week to be uh, with bated breath on on the great starters. But I mean, the other hand, if he's good, you're going to start him. I mean, people want to know what marginal two start pitches to use, right? That's really why why we're listening. It's just because there's not a whole lot of studs, it doesn't take away from the strategy of it. Yeah, true. And I, I don't think Tommy Henry's gonna be a guy that clears the bar for me, although he did go five in his debut. Only three strikeouts, three walks. No. I mean you maybe a run, so that's a zero. Yeah, maybe you pick him up in a daily league to face Pittsburgh, but you you're really hoping you don't face Colorado. Yeah, you know, in that same league where I got Vargas, Miguel Vargas, I also grabbed Newt Bar, and we have a, a transaction cap of four per week. So it's a really uh, tough call on how to use my pickups this week because there are just not a lot of talented guys. Like, I was saving a couple for waiver pickups, but aside from, like, Jordan Montgomery, not a whole lot of guys uh, jumping over to the NL. Uh, and I think you were tweeting about it, that, like, you know, in those – those mono leagues saving your money for for the uh, post deadline splurge is kind of like a dead dead well, idea. Well, I think th- I mean I you say that, but I mean my point was, and I had someone ask me about this, which is what triggered it. I think that just I think it was more happenstance that not many of the deals were crossing leagues, but the sheer number of deals is such that next year maybe more across the leagues and it might be worth hoarding the money in ALM only. I still don't think it is. 
I still, even if that's true, the counter of that is, is more minor leaguers are being promoted earlier in the year. So I, I, I still want to be active early, but you know, it was just interesting to think about. Unfortunately, it's, it's being a lesser and lesser portion of our audience, right? Playing single league formats, mm-hmm. but you know, there's still enough that it's worth talking about, but yeah, the, uh, the cross league. Yeah. I was, I was with, um, was it, I think I, I, did, I, did, I did a guest spot with Jeff, uh, Jeff on, on X, XXM this week. And at the time, uh, he was looking at somebody terrible for the AL only labor or tout, whichever it was. He's like, Todd, you got to do something. You're going to do something. Like 10 minutes later, Eric Hosmer was traded to the AL. So I tweeted something like, Jeff, you asked for a miracle. I give you Eric Hosmer. <laughs> and I put the, you know, the diehard thing below it, whatever. Yeah, I, I give you the FBI. But yeah, anyway, uh, then then Molly came over. The league, yeah. Huh? yeah, then Molly, Molly came over. Guy. So we saw it. Good. I think he had the second hammer and lost it. I mean, we did not get Castillo, so now I was hoping somebody else would come over for the second wave. So you know, enough came over that he's not gonna he's not gonna sweat it. I mean, if nothing else, you get Tyler Molly, which is fine. I think that's a fine acquisition in AL only. Yeah, that'll be a nice one going to a. To Target Field, he really struggled at Great American over the years for whatever reason. Well, it's a band rock. <laughs> um, because he gives up homers and Target even does more not. so, yeah, than most guys. Uh, no two-star pitchers for Atlanta next week. They have a double header, but they're presumably going two to a six-man. Yeah, they got well, two, two off, off days. They have two off days. Two off days, but then they're adding Odorizzi for that double header. I kind of was scratching my head as to why they added Odorizzi, but it sounds like they kind of want to limit Spencer Strider down the stretch a little bit. A little bit, and uh, Kyle Muller. Well, plus Ian Anderson isn't pitching well. Yeah. Kyle Muller's hurt now, although it's not shouldn't be long term. But yeah, I don't, I don't think you can have too much depth. And plus, I think there's a doubleheader this weekend that Odorizzi's pitching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, this sense. weekend, not next. Well, no, no, next week as well. Next weekend too. Oh, right, just, yeah, they next. have a doubleheader. I believe tomorrow, Saturday. So back to back weekends with the twins. Yeah, and I think Odorizzi's going both of those Saturdays. So anyway, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and I, I gave up a guy, Will Smith, who's had a really nice few years. I mean, overall, but uh, for Odorizzi, I didn't really get it. But I guess they have a bunch of lefty relievers and probably use a little length from uh, Odorizzi. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan Lyles, Kyle Bradish, Bradish, I picked up in uh, Derek Van Riper's uh, mixed auction keeper league. Not going to be deploying him, I don't think. But he's pitched a little better lately, so it's kind of like I'm in rebuild mode, churning spots, see what I have in him. Um, Jordan Lyles, it's versus Toronto at Tampa Bay for both these guys. You know, Lyles... Mm-hmm. Just the fact that he's not a categorical zero yeah, kind of says it, right? That is I kind mean, of speak, speaks to what he's done this year. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's Toronto, but it's at home. Right, so yeah. maybe maybe Lyles is a one or a two if you really need the strikeouts and wins. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go one, and then Bradish is zero. But I do, I'm kind of intrigued by Bradish. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, ag- I'm agreeing with you. I mean, this it's always context, but this time of year, you know, it's air quote really context, right? If you're in mm-hmm. a tight ratio uh, bind, maybe you don't go with Lyles. But if you're not. Um, you know, a couple of good lineups to get some strikeouts and maybe sneak out a win. I mean, they are a 500 club and everything. They're they're not the last place team in the division. So the Red Sox got six games, but no two star pitchers. They going with a six man now. With I'm not. Pitch? I'm not sure. I think I think yeah. that might be initially just the way just the schedule the lays out. Yeah. Um, and then we'll see if someone gets hurt, and you've got Winkowski and and, and Crawford maybe vying for that swingman type role. But, yeah, at least next week I think we're right with, with six. Yeah, we'll see how it plays out. But, yeah, Cutter Crawford, who we mentioned, has been pitching pretty well. So wouldn't think they'd want to get him out of there. Um, Keegan Thompson's been pitching okay, but he had a little bump in the road recently. For for Keegan Thompson, it's going to be versus Washington at Cincinnati. So he's got to go to Great American Small Park. But – you know, I would like the way he's looked, so I'm going to give him a three. And yeah. you know, maybe relative to this bunch, he's a four, but I'm going to go three. I'm going to go three as well. I mean, the ballpark's the ballpark. I mean, 
Cincinnati doesn't have any batters left, right? I mean, true, but yeah. you know, you know, India is finally starting to swing. A yeah, bit. my my $31 expenditure in tote wars. <sighs> my goal is to get to the you know, if you use on roto in a 12 team league, you know what I mean. My role is to get my goal is to get to the left side of the standings. Mm-hmm. It's six and six. Um, I made above 60 points, so I'm not getting docked any fab. I really need to set my uh objectives higher, you know, like winning. But right now, my objective is to uh, get into sixth place. Woo! I had like 39 points a couple months mm-hmm. ago. So the fact that I'm up over 60 is, yeah, is that's something. why you keep clawing, you know. I respect yeah. that you got to keep fighting. Set, I am, set, uh, goals. set goals, yeah. even if they're you know goofy as getting to the left side of the standings. And really, what I've been trying to focus on this year is just setting my best possible lineup every half week, every week, whatever it is. Just yep. keep keep trying to put my best foot forward. And towers for me, I'm in first, but it looks like I may uh, fall out of the tie for first with Frank this week because uh, Ryan Hallam putting a hurting on me. So not oh, my uh, you got the best playoffs. Week. We, yeah, we, yeah. we were uh, talking about you know setting lineups. And I was talking with Patrick Davitt on the HQ radio this week. I don't know if it's come out yet. If it hasn't, it will. Um, you know, we were talking about you know, in-season lineup management being ever so important nowadays. And I was talking about how I don't do this, but I should. Turns out PD does do it. I like the fact that the NFBC site does not have the stats in the lineup settings. It only has the schedule. Yeah. I, I think it should it should be hard to win. I, I know that you, they need to do things to attract multiple teams, et cetera. But still, I don't think they should be doing everything possible to make it as easy as possible for everybody. Maybe that's because I play yeah. one league. You know, I, if I do, I play one league, right? I mean, I don't play 10, I don't know, 10 main events. I don't have any main event teams. I like the fact that stuff. But my point being, what I should, I think sometimes I get lost in, especially the, 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 the draft and hold with his 50 names, I may miss a name just by kind of perusing it without the stats being there. I talk, I'm going to lift them into an Excel sheet, set a thing up so that it tells me, you know, recent number of games, et cetera. PD's like, I do that. So people already do it. So I, I'm going to, I'm going to start to do that. I think my in-season man, I talk about my drafting not being up to par. I think my in-season management is also, not up to par. And I think that's one of the ways I can improve it. Yeah. Just got to keep trying to get better as fantasy players. We all have holes in our game. Yeah, But it's, as you know, these, some of these are so close. If you leave five RBI on your bench, because maybe, maybe the guy had two games early in the week and then three at the end and you forgot, and then you missed it when you're looking at 50 names to move in and out. And you, you let that, that player then has, three games over the weekend, maybe gets four RBI and you, 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 you two or three RBI from the next, you know, these things add up. It's, yeah. you know, it's just one player, one, you know, only three days. They, you know, only three days, 15 times a year adds up to three or four places in the standings. Yeah. Shameless plug for our, my leagues feature over at Rotowire. I just wanted to mention, like, I'm still getting used to it and find all the intricacies you know, of it. But you can import your league and, you know, best possible lineup. It's great. I need to look. Duh. I mean, I may not have to set up a, a spreadsheet. It may be done for me. Duh, Zola. Well, our, anyway. yeah, that's all credit to our tech team that set that up. And and I, it, again, and it, I'm still trying to navigate everything, but it's a fantastic tool. I use it for football. It pulls yeah. in from NFBC? Yep. From really every hosting service I use. Okay. Yep. I need to look into that. that. Yep. Uh, but back to the two-star guys, Graham Ashcraft. I'm trying to do everything I can to avoid the two-star guys, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> Graham Ashcraft, tough guy to trust. Let's show flashes and keeps the ball on the ground. But at the Mets versus the Cubs at home. And I, I like the what I've seen at times. Throws the ball pretty hard and he's got pretty good movement. But um, uh, I, think I, you know, I think I like Keegan Thompson a little bit more. So I'm going to give Graham Ashcraft a two. I'm with you there. I think part of you, you like the strikeouts, but I don't know how the volume because he, he he's pitching efficient presently, right? Mm-hmm. Too many walks, too many strikeouts. Not too many strikeouts, but too many walks. So, I mean, even a high a high strikeout percentage, but in a, a lower number of innings, the raw number of strikeouts aren't there. So I'm with you on it too because it, there's still potential. He was the guy I got to see live last week, Graham Ashcraft. And- Here we go. 
David Bell left him in just a little bit too long. Yeah. Still, uh, I think he got the win that day, but it was, you know, I've defended David Bell, but the fact that he just keeps turning to Hunter Strickland, I got to see a Hunter Strickland blown save live last Thursday against the Marlins. So, so your like, vacation was a success? <laughs> seems like it was fitting. Like, if I go yeah. to a Reds game in 2022, <laughs> it seems only right that I see a Hunter yeah. Strickland blow a save. But yeah, I, you know, I know he hasn't had a great mix of groceries to work with, but uh, he needs to abandon Strickland in the ninth. Go with uh, Buck Farmer slash uh, Alexis Diaz. Shane Bieber. That's going to be a five for me. I don't know if he's quite a five pitcher right now, but among this group, like, you know, there's no scenario where I'd bench Shane Bieber. Yeah, he, he, he's tra- – actually, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not 100% confident saying – He's transitioning to a you know a pitcher with you know uh, you know less stuff like with injuries and whatnot, or if he's just kind of taking a year since the injury and, and lets it loose again next year. But but it, you know at least it looks like so far he's learning how to use his stuff at a at a lower velocity, a little maybe earlier in his career than we'd like. But I think that he's in the midst of a transition and he's doing it well enough. Absolutely. So then Chad Cool had a nice start to the season. Then he gave up nine earned runs his last time out, uh, three homers. He's given up five homers his last two times, both at home. That's a zero. Zero. Sorry I went on so long. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Chad Cool was pitching well early on. But Lance Lynn at KC versus Detroit. I remember a couple weeks ago when we were doing this, somebody at, chimed in in the chat asking if Lance Lynn was going to turn it around. And, uh, Seems like a, a darn good spot for him to, to get going here. So I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him a four. I think with these matchups, that's uh, he's a, at least a four. We've used that, we've used that rationale with him a few times, yeah. and he just, he just hasn't done it. When we talk he about Giolito, start recently, didn't he? Oh, he had one good start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I know showed I like something to get me back in touch. Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned. Uh, be honest, I'm concerned. Um, I'm going to go with a two. He just hasn't seen. Show. I mean, we talked Rios and Giolito and Trevor Rogers. I know Lynn missed some time, so he didn't. You know, he did. He wasn't. He didn't merit being in that conversation. But now he's pitched enough that he does. He, I think we can now lump him in with with the disappointments. Yeah, these matchups. I mean, he falls in. If you're not using him this week, you're not using him. But you know what? All right, these matchups. I'm up to a three. But these should be five and move on. Okay, so you're up to a three. Okay. Um, if we keep talking, I'll go higher. But um, I'm going to stay at three. But the point being, Lance Lynn, these matchups, you know, if it was April, we'd say five. Now, you know, next. A real quick note, the weather is heating up, and so are the promotions at Caesars Sportsbook. Today, anyone who is at least 21 years old and in a licensed Caesars Sportsbook state can create a new account and redeem the Caesars Sportsbook promo code ROTO15, that's R-O-T-O-1-5. The promo code gives new users a risk-free bet up to $1,500. Visit Caesars.com sportsbooks or download the Caesars Sportsbook app today. And don't forget to use promo code ROTO15 when signing up. For some reason, I had Johnny Cueto written on our sheet, but it doesn't look like he's got Yeah, two. What a story he's been. Yeah, he got hit a little bit last time, last game. Maybe yeah. it was last night. No, 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 no. He pitched a complete game and lost is what it was. He didn't get hit. Uh, yeah. He's been he, a great find for them. Yeah, he's turning into Louis Tiant, where at some point, if you're in the stands, he will look at you before he delivers a pitch every game. <laughs> I love that little shimmy he does. Uh, Tyler Alexander for Detroit. By the way, while we're on the topic of the Tigers, you can all thank me for Jamer Candelario's surgeons because I finally dropped him. <laughs> uh, so look for Max Muncy, by the way, to finally surge too because I finally dropped him and where I had him. But for this Tigers team, Tyler Alexander, you going to have him on any uh, list this week? No, nah, no. Nah. He's only going to go four innings. I'm yeah. not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not ready for Alexander yet. No, no I mean this. So I got a zero. Uh, nobody for Houston. Justin Verlander though is fifteen and three with a one seven three ERA. That's just insane. It is, and you know what else is insane? I don't have the exact number, 
But Framber Valdez has got like like 16 straight quality starts, something what? like that. Wow, that's amazing. I I mean, that. As we're talking, I'll look it up. But yeah, Framber Valdez. And, and, you know, I mean, a quality start, meh, 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 whatever. But it, I mean, all right, 18th, we have on our note 18th. Um, and that was on the 31st. So it may it may even be up one. Um, I don't remember when the last time he pitched. Pitched in the 30th. So I think it's actually 19. And it's not so much quality start as it is. That's 19 state time going six innings when no one goes six innings anymore. That's yeah, true. That is, uh, that is pretty amazing. That's one thing I loved about Nick Bueller last year and coming into this year, but I did not take the uh, elbow issues properly into account with uh, Bueller. But for KC, I've dogged on them a lot for their inability to develop pitching, but Brady Singer's had a nice little Yes, he run. has. He kind of a small bump in the road, I believe. Uh, yeah, four, four runs against the White Sox and a loss on 11 hits. But uh, 11 hits, that's as many as he allowed in his previous three starts, had double-digit strikeouts in uh, back-to-back games. So I look at him, Brady Singer, in this two-step, and we just look again with the uh, match. Dodgers, Dodgers, at, uh, mm. yeah, not so good. White Sox and Dodgers. Um. I have him in that towers head-to-head point, so I'll be using him there. But I think maybe only a two for Brady Singer. I'm still going to go three. Yeah. You kind of alluded to it. The Dodgers, as 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 top heavy as they are, you know, the back end of the lineup they've got a couple of injuries, but the back end there's a there's a drop. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm going to go three. I gotcha. I gotcha. On, uh, I'm gonna hope it's a Sunday six. lineup, right? Where they don't. Yeah, maybe, he's sure pitched like a three lately. Yeah, he's pitched okay. like a four. Yeah, the strike cool. over battered inning. He's he's his K minus BB. I think is like it's not eligible yet to be ranked because he doesn't have enough innings. But if it was, it'd be like fifteenth overall. Mm-hmm. It's pretty pretty good. No two-star pitchers for the Angels. I told James on Wednesday that I'd uh, missed out on Jansen Junk, and he said, well, you're, you got spared Jansen Junk. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes better to be uh, lucky than good. Uh, no two-star pitchers for the Dodgers either. They got two off days. Uh, and then for Miami, Braxton Garrett. So uh, at Philly, at Atlanta – or I'm sorry, at Philly versus Atlanta. That's Garrett's be- been shoving lately. Yeah, he's been all right. Those matchups scare the heck out of me. But uh, maybe a maybe a one. I'm gonna go higher. I mean, yeah. he has been shoving eleven. I mean, he's got. I'd rather have Singer, but uh, he's got 30, 30, 37 strikeouts in his last twenty-two and two-thirds. Wow. Granted, it was Pitt twice and Cincinnati twice. Yeah. But even so, that's thirty-seven strikeouts in twenty-two and two-thirds. Yeah, but Pitt and Cincinnati. Even so, I'm gonna I, I gotta give Garrett a three. I, I can't ignore that. I'm gonna go two. I'm gonna raise him up, but I got you as a three. He yep. talks me into a little higher, but yeah, I didn't realize the K's were uh, through the roof lately like that. Uh, no two star pitchers for Milwaukee, but Freddie Peralta is back and back in a starting role. Yep. Would you start him against the Tampa, Tampa, sure. Tampa struggles yeah. against righties, and Peralta did work last week or this week, so it's not his debut or, you know, return. Yeah, yeah not his return. So he's going to keep building to the workload with his workload, but um, rain should come off for the most part pretty soon. Uh, no two-star pitchers for Minnesota. You weren't kidding about these two-star pitchers. <laughs> 91 games. Ugly. It's ridiculous. Uh, for us after that uh, deadline day. <laughs> I, can, uh, I can live with it. By the way, 387 notes on deadline day. It was close to a sport record here at Rotowire. Not quite the sport record. I think it was – somebody looked it up when we were on our caller. It was like 390 is the single-day record, 390-something. But uh, pushed up close to it, and great job by the team. And thank you for the shout-out on Twitter, Todd, to the team. They did a fantastic job. Uh, Chris Bassett for Minnesota uh, for the Mets. So versus Cincinnati versus Philadelphia. I think we got uh, at least for me my second four of the bunch here. I'm thinking I'm even I'm even thinking five. Yeah, 
I mean, it, it, it maybe it, it goes against our. You have to be an ace. Yeah. But relative to the field, he's going to be top fifteen for me. And I, mean, I don't like the Wheeler matchup. But no, I got to go Bassett. I got to go. I got to go five. Yeah, drawing that Reds team at home is pretty nice. Uh, yeah. Jameson Tyone at Seattle, at Boston. Watch out for those Mariners. Reds West. Want to be rooting for the Mariners down the stretch here. Uh, Tyone. Again, at Seattle, at Boston, I think he's a four. I agree. Yeah, he, uh, I think he's a four. Then James Caprillion, I'd actually, when we started talking about him at the start of the show, I didn't realize he was going to be a two-star guy this week. Versus the Angels at Houston. Love picking on the Angels right now, but uh, that Houston kind of scares me. Three, does that sound right for Caprillion? I was even thinking two because Houston really scares me, but I'll I'll go three as well. You know what? I'm going to go two because if I have Braxton Garrett as a two, like that's where I kind of think. And Singer, I have as a two, so yeah, that, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, yeah. I'll stay with three, but I don't. It's like it's like a two point five one. You know, you're a, you're a three on Singer and Garrett, so yeah. That makes sense. Already. Yeah, I, I like them both yeah. better than Caprillion. I hear you. Uh, Zach Wheeler is going to be a five, right? So Absolutely. Let's get that in the sheet here. Before we, I, I, I meant to send you an email. I'm you know have a little office meeting. Um, the note I have on Contreras, Ronzi Contreras, two starts for, for Pittsburgh is they're planning on bringing him up in September. He's scheduled to go this weekend. And if he goes this weekend, he won't be called up. Right now, he's kind of the yes. logical replacement yes, for Quintana. Yeah. So we'll know soon enough if he pitches over the weekend. Um, so yeah, this, that is, is, this, a, is, this is very tentative. Yeah, very much so. And uh, he's actually a guy I've been holding on to in a spot, to Ronzi Contreras. He's, he's only pitched like two and three innings his past couple of starts. Yeah, last I'd seen him throw three. So, yeah, yeah even if he were to come back, maybe – yeah, this has nothing to do with my filling in for Tristan on the on the forecaster at ESPN this week, <laughs> and and kind of reviewing everything to make sure we get it right. Yeah, has nothing. Yeah, on top of everything, yeah, not to name drop, but uh, yeah, Tristan's away with his son this week, so I, once a year I do the forecaster. This year it happened to be during trade deadline week, so I I had double Excel duty keeping track of all the all the moves. I'm not even going to grade Ronzi, but I'm just going to have him here just so that I shout him out at the end. Keep an eye. Yeah, on him. I mean, I just want to point out to people that are looking at yeah. the chart. I bet you that changes by Sunday. I assume that was just somebody, probably one of our better guys. Well, the note wolf. I just saw, the note was very recent. Mm-hmm. The note that I read was very recent about um, stretching him out for September. I think it was this afternoon. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, I, I assume one of our guys made their best guess. Yeah, no, and, it, and it's, we'll see. But right, yeah, right, it's right. Uh, very much tentative. Looks like uh, I'm having a little slowdown with the internet, but uh, we'll get back there here momentarily. Yeah, yeah Zach Thompson has Zach got the Thompson. second at Arizona at San Francisco. Like the matchups, but I don't know if I like the pitcher. Yeah, I don't really know. I need to see something else from. We got like that before I uh, feel yeah. good about starting him. So yeah, I'll go Zach Thompson here. I got this back up. So okay, let me. Uh, now I have to edit it to uh, August eighth. All right. So Zach Thompson's going to be a zero till he shows something. But yeah, these matchups maybe in like an ultra deep league. Uh, Blake Snell's been pitching better lately uh, versus San Francisco at Washington. Snell four. Yeah, I was watching the broadcast, and I think they said he bagged his changeup. Hmm. Wasn't yeah. that what he did down the stretch last year? Yeah, which well, that's what I wanted to look up. Yeah, um, yeah. Very, I thought that was the big story of how he turned it around. Down yeah, and I'm surprised that he didn't continue it. So yeah. yeah, that 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 could be interesting. Yeah, San Francisco at home, and then at Washington, gotta love those matchups. Um, I'm, I'm with you as a four. I think that's what you said, right? Four. Yes. Yep. Okay. Like Snell's a four. No two-star pitchers for Seattle, but good luck to Luis Castillo as he faces the Yankees for like the millionth time. Like. <laughs> sure looked good his first time out. 
First couple times, yeah. Uh, well, not as great, but he did beat. Uh, did look better than Garrett Cole the other day. Uh, Alex Wood's been a big disappointment for me, but at San Diego versus Pitt. At San Diego is now just a buzzsaw, but oh man, yeah. Versus Pitt. I guess I'll give Alex Wood a three and now a two. Alex Wood's only a two right now for me. I'm going to go two as well. I mean, he's not even. Usually pitches well between injuries. He's not even doing that. Yeah, it's been it's been a real bummer because I thought yeah I thought the performance risk was not not all that high, but I knew the injury risk was there. But I thought the performance would be fine. That hasn't been the case. Miles Michaelis has to go to Coors, so he's at Colorado versus Milwaukee. Mm, that kind of presents a dilemma. I think you're probably starting him, but maybe it wouldn't be the worst idea in the world to maybe prevent some of that give back and sit him down. I'll go with a three, I think. I'm going with a two, but I, I, I can easily see using a replacement this week if you're in a tight ratio race. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Man. No two-star pitchers for Tampa Bay, but Jeffrey Springs has been pitching really well. Absolutely. Uh, Martin Perez for for Texas. Has the regression monster come for him? I just assumed it had. It oh, had. Hey. It has, but and now he's gotten back on track. Well, it's, the, like, it's just so much that is, but with the with and it, this is the same with Quintana. They're very similar in that they're both benefiting from the ball and from fewer homers. That was their that was each of their main issues. Their strikeout and walks were not, you know, elite, but they were manageable. So if you stop giving up homers, you're going to be okay, and that's what they've both done. Absolutely, yeah. That uh, he did have a couple bumps, but yeah, he's given up one apiece. Looks like his last four times out. So, man, tip of the cap. I assumed that it would just the other shoe would drop and he would crater, but he hasn't completely cratered uh, by any means. Actually, uh, you say Kikuchi for? Do we want to we put a number uh, on Perez? Did I not put a number? Nope, I didn't put one. So Martin Perez, you got a number for him? I'm gonna. <laughs> Yeah, here now we're putting to test what we just both just said, right? Because we're saying he's good, but here we're going. Eh. I'm going to give him a four. Okay, I'm going to give him a three. But yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. it seems just Houston scares me. But of course, yeah, it's yeah. so yeah. so Seattle. you're right. Uh, you say he's got a pretty nice little two step. He goes to Baltimore, then versus Cleveland. He's been a disappointment too, but. And I, I keep hearing Rob Silver in my head just advocating for a – Well, that was – I mean, that was a while ago. Rob hasn't – Yeah, that was a while it. ago. I don't but, want to put words I mean, in his I mean, mouth. Yeah, I mean, but even so, um, Kukuji has then come out and, and, and justified what Rob was saying, but then he's taking a step back again. But then he sticks a step forward again. He may be one of those guys where on your team he's got a 4.5 ERA, but in your bench, he's got a 3.7, you know? Yeah, totally. He's one of those guys. But at Baltimore and home against Cleveland, I got to use him. I'm going to give him a three. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to use him, I think. Yep, I'm with you. I'm giving him a three as well. And, in fact, well, you say that, I kind of have to put him in my steak league lineup, I think. Mm, yum, steak. Because uh... – <laughs> Talk about dumb stories from Zola. I think I mentioned, maybe not, but um, my new place is like literally a stone's throw from a uh, Brazilian steakhouse. Nice. So when, you know, it's buffet and whatever, when they're cooking, it is, I mean, it's, it's incredible. I don't even, I don't even, I don't even know if it's a good, if it's a good steakhouse or not. I don't care. It smells great. Now there's a dumpster in my, right underneath my back window. So when the wind's blowing right, I get the dumpster smell, and it, it, trash bothers me. But you know, all right, it just smells bad. Um, I get the steakhouse smell, which is just incredible. When the two of them mix, it's like nauseating. It's oh. like you know, trash and steak at the same time. There I go. There, there's a. Uh, see if let's see if let's see if uh, baseball pods listens and and puts uh, you know Zola getting nauseated as one of his uh, blurbs. Chris doesn't mention us as much as he does on pods. What's up with that, Chris? What are we just taking for granted now? Well, it's the weekend when we're on, so I get it a little bit. But uh, yeah, hopefully that's not a 
something you have to deal with for long, man. That sounds kind of brutal. Nah, what the? No, no, very the rare. Nauseating. Do we get spot. the? No, very rare. To the does it? The confluence of the wind bring them both in. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the dumpster doesn't come in very often at all because the wind's usually blowing in the other direction. But um, yeah, but anyway, right now the windows are, windows are closed, so we don't hear the stuff. So, but yeah, I mean, I'm not even a big steak eater, but good lord, does that smell good? Yeah, we went. To, we usually do the tornado steakhouse in Madison when we do our um, steak dinner, but we do a Brazilian steakhouse once, and it was pretty awesome. Uh, but finally, for Washington, Anibal Sanchez, what are we doing here? What are the Nats doing with Anibal Sanchez? They should start another A Sanchez and well, no. Aaron Sanchez. Well, he 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 recently did start, but then got hurt yeah. again. And he, oh I yeah, it was we, DFA'd or something. Maybe that it was DFA'd. I mean, yeah. we still have Chichi Gonzalez. We still have Drew Hutchinson. Hutchison, there are some really bad pitchers hanging around jarring paychecks. Yeah, Aaron Sanchez from Minnesota struck out eight over uh, five innings on uh, Monday and then was DFA'd. So maybe they, the Nats should bring in Aaron Sanchez. It'd be <laughs> probably better than Anibal Sanchez. Oh, that'll really zero. mess. Oh, that'll mess up my sheets though. Um, with two A well, Sanchez's on the same Maybe team. they just DFA Anibal because Anibal's 0-4 with a 7-6-5 year One of them has to throw left-handed because my lookups combine the team and the player and the and the arm. So I'm going to have two A Sanchez's R and they're, gonna, they're not going to differentiate. So one of them has to throw left-handed. Probably neither will be fantasy relevant, so <laughs> it probably won't really matter. But I just – I mean, Anibal Sanchez, Paulo Espino – Corbin Abbott, it's it's ugly in uh, Washington. I kind of, you know, I know they were kind of backed into a wall a little bit, but did they really have a choice but to trade Soto with where they're at? Um, their their choice was to make a an offer that Boris would at least have to think about, mm-hmm. which they clearly didn't want to do. Um, and and, and they yeah. still have enough control that no. They didn't. They could have. They you know. They still have a couple of years to try to build, but with Strasburg's injury and they stay, you know, just very limited pitching, pitching other than Josiah Gray in the pipeline. Corbin plummeting. Yeah. Yeah, I think that it was the right move under the circumstances. Um, to me, a lot depends on Mackenzie's Gore, Mackenzie Gore's elbow, mm-hmm. but um, you know, I these deals hardly ever work out. Hardly ever, but you still have to try. Uh, so yeah. we'll, we'll see what happens. It's just hard with this supporting cast, seeing them compete over the next couple of years with Soto. And yeah, James put it like, you don't want to be the uh, angels East. And that's kind of what they were facing. Yep. Um, with Soto for the next few years, but great stuff, Todd, anything else on your mind today as we wrap things up? Nah, I kind of alluded to it. I did the HQ radio podcast this week. Um, if yeah, that that should be coming out uh, a couple of Todd's takes over the weekend, and you know what? Let's uh, I know we talk about not listening. I know Matthew's not listening, Matthew Berry, but hey, congratulations, Matthew, hey, hooking up with NBC Sports as he says, going home again, doing a lot of football. Saw him on my TV last night. It's kind of kind of cool, kind of cool to see Matthew on uh, national TV now. Yeah, good for Matthew Barry. I'm sure he uh, secured the bag, so to speak, and uh, he's paved the way for us in fantasy for many years. And maybe he's uh, you know, he's opening up the pay possibilities too. You know, he's I like that he's continuing to value himself as highly as he should. Uh, so let's recap these grades for right. real quick. August eighth. Yeah. The week of August 8th. Good luck down the stretch here, guys. Let's bring home some titles. Zach Gallon, four. Tommy Henry's a zero. Jordan Lyles, one. Kyle Bradish, zero. Keegan Thompson, three. Graham Ashcraft, two. Shane Bieber, five. Chad Cool, zero. Lance Lynn, I say four. Todd, three. Tyler Alexander, zero. Brady Singer, I say two. Todd, three. Braxton Garrett, I say two. Todd, three. Chris Bassett, I say four. Todd, five. Jamison Tyone, four. James Caprillion, I say two. Todd, three. Zach Wheeler, five. Ronzi Contreras is in our grid, but extremely tentative. Just keep him in mind, though. 
for if and when he's back. Zach Thompson, zero. Blake Snell, four. Alex Wood, two. Miles Michaelis, I say three. Todd, two. Uh, uh, yeah, sorry. Michaelis, I say three. Todd, two. Martin Perez, I say three. Todd, four. You say Kikuchi, three. And then Anibal Sanchez, zero. So uh, that's it for me, unless you got anything else you want to say, Todd. I'm already checked out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I got you. No, I hear you. Thanks for all the great insight, man. Thanks again for hosting while I was away. You did Not a my great pleasure. job and uh, really appreciate you stepping in. And hope you all be back with us next week on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast.